What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to the WhatCast. Mike, you're going to talk about something that's new to us, something we haven't covered, but might end up having a air of familiarity to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, I'm, going to, I'm going to be discussing the dreaded owl man of St. Monin Church. Dreaded? Dun-dun-dun. Yes, the, the dreaded, fearful owl man. I love all these man cryptids, like, yeah, obviously Mothman, and then Bunny Man, and Goat Man, <laughs> and and the Wild Man, and Owl Man. He was next, right? It was inevitable. There's a, bound to be something about an Owl Man. But the the Owl Man has a lot of similarities to the Mothman, and the witnesses uh, they describe. A black figure that has its head inset into its chest with red glowing eyes and wings that appear to be part of its arms. So virtually the same thing. Yeah, yeah. But think about it this way. Like, it it actually makes more sense. Because, like, look look at the profile of an owl. And, and you, you've got the, like, like just picture it with its wings spread and because of like the shape of its head and how it melds in with the body, it would kind of take on the look of, of like the classic Mothman with the, the head inset into the chest. And if you're just like seeing it in silhouette, you know, it's kind of, it, it kind of gives off that sort of feeling. So what if, what if the Mothman is really just an owl man and we just don't know it? By God, Mike, are you turning into Joe Nickel? It, or, it's, it's funny you say that because Joe Nickel has, in fact, weighed in on this particular case, <laughs> and he what? gives it his barn owl seal of approval. Nice. Yeah. yeah another, we, another classic Joe Nickel <laughs> summation of, of an event by blaming those goddamn barn owls. I was waiting for his quote to be something like, yeah, this time it's actually, it's actually an owl. This time, <laughs> I told you fuckers this whole time, it's owls. So maybe we're mistaking Mothman for Owlman, but do you think that they're mistaking Owlman for Mothman? I don't know. It, this has its own thing, and it was actually, the, the first report of this thing was in 1926. Damn. So it goes back, yeah, yeah, it goes back a ways, um... In in 26, the Cornish Echo newspaper reported that two boys had been chased through the churchyard um, by what they described as a large and ferocious bird. And they the boys said that they escaped by jumping over uh, a large steel grating and hiding behind it. But they, they drew a picture of it, and I, I did send you these, uh, these drawings, so... Um, we there's an article about them we can put in the in the show notes or um you know i'm sure if you do a image search you can find them but but the image that was drawn 
the, it kind of, to me, looks like a Scooby-Doo villain. It's fucking awesome. And I Dude, love it. I cannot wait to make stickers of this thing. Well, the first, the first picture they show in this article is actually kind of scary. Like, what in the holy shit is that? But the ones with yeah, the kids. The, the one that I'm talking about is the one with the, uh, it, it looks like it's got like uh creature from the Black Lagoon ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, 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 it's definitely a fucking Aqu- Aquabats villain for sure. <laughs> it's so cool. But then it, it wasn't seen again. There were, there were no other reports of it until 50 years later in 1976. And there was a, a few of them that happened in 76 and there were, drawing like the the for some reason it was mostly kids that witnessed this but the kids that witnessed them drew their own drawings of this thing and and they're all very very similar yeah even in the i don't know like one of them their details are a little bit better than the others but they're still getting the main points of it across it's weird yeah like even the 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 way the mouth is like how it's you know, like downward turning, almost triangular shape, and then the things on the ears and the shape of the eyes, or the how the how the arms are, the wings. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, and and most of the uh, witnesses also reported that it had these claws for feet that were like a, a blacksmith's pinchers. Whoa! Which is a that's a detail that's that's lacking from the Mothman. Yeah, very much so. Now, like just like hearing about it briefly, I thought of Mothman, but these these pictures that these kids drew, to me this is clearly a different thing. Yeah, it's I mean when when give it the uh the the once over, I I guess it it does sound similar. Black figure, red glowing eyes, wings, all that. But this this thing only is seen in the churchyard. It's not wandering the the city streets or or uh, making women drop their babies out of fear or anything like that. It's just for some reason it's tied to this church. That's strange. So yeah, maybe it's a maybe. What do you think? Like a gargoyle or a bad spirit? Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe a protector sort of spirit thing. Hmm. Even right, but but it it is weird though because a lot of um. There's a lot of strange things that seem to be attracted to cemeteries, and and a lot of people when you talk cemeteries, like oh, it's it cemeteries are haunted, it's ghosts and all that. But I I don't think that's the case because like if you know if you believe or I I should say if you're if you're of the mind that that ghosts are the 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 spirits of the dead. Why would they linger at the place they were buried and not someplace meaningful to them in life? It, it, it doesn't make sense that they would just be like, "Oh, I'm stuck in the graveyard now." But what if what if the uh, the dead themselves are what bring some of these creatures? Like a, a lot of the a lot of the dogman sightings seem to be to take place in and around graveyards, and there's even been sightings where they've been digging in a graveyard with their bare hands. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I, I don't know if, if that has something to do with it, but there's, there's other possibilities for this and, and, uh, for, for what this could possibly be. Um, and with the first sighting in the 19, in 1926, 
it attracted the attention of these these weirdo painters um max ernst and i don't know how the hell you say her name ianora carrington maybe um but they're they're these like i don't know i guess surrealist painters that are into the occult and shit but they heard about this and they ended up going to the site in 1937 and they started performing these rituals in the churchyard trying to summon this creature back and the, the for some reason the story had such an impact on them they never claimed that they did there that they were successful i don't think but um or or they never claimed sightings but uh, they they were attempting to summon it through through magic work, but even after that, the Owl Man featured in their artwork for the rest of their lives. Like they were that impacted by this this idea, and they called it a a therianthrope. That <laughs> was the name that they gave it. But after that, there there weren't any more sightings until 1976, and uh, out of nowhere, this sighting occurred in april of that year and uh two young girls named june and vicky melling they were uh nine and 12 years old they'd been camping with their family in the woods nearby and they were you know going out walking through the woods like you do when you go camping and and they started hearing this hissing sound that caught their attention so they wandered off and in search of this hissing sound which was attracting them and then they said they, they came into the churchyard and they saw this huge bird that had red eyes and clawed feet. And they got so freaked out by this, they they ran back to their family and they, and they were so freaked out that their dad actually cut their camping vacation short by three days and they, they left immediately. Oh, wow. And uh, their father actually drew a sketch based on what his daughter had described to him and uh, sent it to this guy named Doc Shields, or Shields, not Shields. And uh, this guy, Doc Shields, he he's like the, the one who kind of really pushed this story. Um, and a lot of people think that the entire thing was a hoax perpetrated by him. Um, just to give you, a, a, I, I don't want to get too much into Doc Shields, but just to give you a little bit of an idea for who he is, he was a, a stage magician is, is how we started. And um, it, for some reason in the, the mid seventies, he started to, he, he started to, to um, gain publicity for doing these monster raising events where he would he would use magic and and join in with uh with a group of naked witches and they would try to summon monsters and he, his first big thing was was trying to raise a creature he called the morgar and it was supposed to be a sea monster a sea monster that uh he claimed was was something that was a legend throughout history but um a lot of people think he just made it up and and put this backstory on it but he he tied it remember that story of the uh 
the boat that was torpedoed in World War Two, and they saw that big crocodile monster thing. Yeah, he's he claims that that's what this is. Ooh, and around that time there started to be sightings of this creature. Um, so he, the, that was his first big thing. He was trying to to summon the the Morgar, but uh, he, you know the, there and there there have been sightings of this creature. I guess this uh, alleged sea monster off the uh, waters of Lizard Point, fitting name, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, there's been sightings up until or as recently as as the mid 80s where a writer claimed to have seen the monster um uh, while she was walking on the cliffs overlooking Garen's Bay but it, with with all of these sorts of things you're always going it, to it's not as popular as Nessie but if there's tales of a of a sea monster reports are going to spring up from time to time so you know, there's always people that are claiming to see it, but there's never been anything substantial about it. Um, but he, uh, that that's kind of like his jam. So, so when he heard about this report from from uh, the first witnesses, he kind of ran with it and made it this this whole event, I guess. Like you know, it was, it became. You know, he was he was like the the face of it so all all reports from that point on came through him okay which to me it that seems a little sketchy if you've got one guy who's claiming to have all these reports right i'd agree especially when he has like a i don't know maybe like a good reason to perpetuate a story like that yeah it it just it seems and and i guess he's he's not really involved in that sort of thing anymore i think he still does stage magic but he was he was the voice of the mothman or the not the mothman the owl man for for quite a while um and he actually he had another group of witnesses that that came to him two years after that 76 sighting and um they thought the, the witnesses, when they described it to him, they they said that they originally thought that it was someone in a costume, just you know, fucking with them, basically. And so they were like fucking around and and you know, laughing, like, "Oh, look at that guy in the costume!" And then they they said what it looked like was a giant bird, but they instead of black, they said it was a silvery gray color, which I believe the Mothman was also described as being gray by some witnesses mm-hmm. and um but th- as they got closer to it they stopped thinking that it was someone playing a prank on him because the thing leapt into the air flew into the sky and then disappeared Ooh. and they said after it disappeared there was this strange static noise that was coming from the trees surrounding the area whoa that lingered for a while after he left. Whoa, that's creepy. Yeah, that's really fucking creepy. Oh, man. There were some sightings in the late 80s and early 90s by tourists as well. Um, they The tourists that saw it described it as only being five feet tall, uh, and they said that these tourists claimed, or these, these witnesses claimed, 
that it had claws on its wings as opposed to claws on its feet. Hmm. But she did, um, one of the witnesses from 1995 actually sent a letter uh, to the editor of the Western Morning News and basically just gave her full report of of what happened. Um, so I'll, I'll just, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll read the part of the letter uh, where she describes what she saw. She says, I was walking along narrow a narrow track through the trees, and I was halted in my tracks when about 30 meters ahead I saw a monstrous birdman thing. It was the size of a man with a ghastly face, a wide mouth, glowing eyes, and pointed ears. It had clawed wings and was covered in feathers of silvery gray color. The thing had long bird legs, which terminated in large black claws. It saw me and rose, floating towards me. I just screamed then, turned and ran for my life. The whole experience was totally irrational and dreamlike. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. And her description matches the drawings from the kids. Right. Even with uh, the one the father drew, uh, from what the kids described, it's they're all seeing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, and there's... I, I would, it, It's weird to me, so... If it wasn't all being reported through one person, I would be a lot more um, in awe of the similarities. But because all these reports are coming from one person, it makes me wonder, you know, why. And and it could be because he's the only one that's that's looking into it. Maybe that's the reason. Um, or it could be because he's perpetuating a myth, you know, trying to... And and maybe maybe it's like because he's doing this monster summoning thing, maybe maybe it is a result of that, and not so much that he's summoning it, but but it's like a, a tulpa effect where he's he's giving too much, or he's giving so much energy into it, and calling so much attention to it that it's then kind of creating or manifesting this this being that's only partly real. That's strange. We've heard about people, of course, trying to summon demons and all that stuff and the Aleister Crowley stuff, but summoning monsters. Have you ever heard of anything like that? I believe uh, Crowley at one point was taking responsibility for summoning the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, I remember that. Or the byproduct of opening a portal or something he was trying to do. Yeah, I... And maybe that's a possibility. To me, that's like a, a very... Lovecraftian sort of thing where where you get the the magic ritual right and you perform the rites in the right area at the correct moment in time when when the stars are aligned in just a very specific way and then you can open that portal and and I know um, the the Crowley thing I think he was like working on that for for like a week or something ridiculous like just nothing but the summoning to I and I don't know if that's the if if that I can't recall what the actual intention was but it was to bring something forth um and and he claimed the Loch Ness monster was potentially part of that I guess um but I've heard uh what the hell we were we we're talking about something recently and I, I can't remember if it was on the show or if it was just you and I shooting the shit about it. Um, but, but these, these, um, uh, 
magic groups or, or uh, occult groups or whatever doing magical rituals trying to, to open portals or summon beasts forward. And it I've it's something that I guess could be a possibility. And because to me, the whole idea with magic, it's not like in Dungeons and Dragons where you're where you're blasting lightning bolts and shit. It to me it's it's pushing your energy into the universe and using your energy to get results from the universe. So if if there's a such a th- if there is such a thing as uh, a another reality and and there is a possibility that we can open that portal to reality then maybe using enough energy and intoning the right syllables at the right moment in time could weaken the veil yeah i most definitely i mean i think that that happens naturally by itself that's why we get a lot of the weird stuff that people report a lot of the stuff we talk about Mm -hmm. you know there has to be somebody who's tried to manipulate and control that there just has to be right yeah even i know it's cliche at this point but look at the skinwalker ranch that's said to have been in the uh the shadow of the skinwalker and there's the whole story of the the uh navajo skinwalkers that cursed the area and then look at mothman the the point pleasant area and and the curse of cornstalk and Mm. and it's the same thing you've got all these it wasn't just mothman there were a lot of other things that happened in that time period um and i i I remember we talked about all this shit that happened before mothman um throughout the history of the area like way back going way back now but um it i mean the these areas seem to have that sort of thing going for them. Like there's either a curse or some tragedy or something. And, and for some reason in those areas where that thing happened, uh, the, the veil is a little bit thinner and, and it allows weirdness to come through. Yeah. Or maybe like kind of linking to what you were saying before, maybe it's like, uh, the native Americans doing their rituals, which could have brought those things forth for them to control when, revenge is needed or you know in point pleasant who's to say there wasn't some type of weird moon cult trying to summon some weird creature of the night yeah maybe um oh i remember when we where we were talking about the summoning of creatures when we were talking about the uh lake michigan mothman there was a group of witches that claimed responsibility for summoning him oh when he first started showing up that's right that's right wow yeah, that's that's weird to me. Trying to summon an actual monster, and not not a, maybe to, maybe it's a spirit or a demon to them, and or certain belief systems. You know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could just be all in the way it manifests once it once it comes into into being. Right. But this area, like like a lot of these areas, it's not just one thing that's going on here. There's there've been in recent years. Uh, while there haven't been a lot of Owlman sightings, um, there have been sightings of weird glowing lights that have been seeing in the area. And they, they started overlapping with the Owlman sightings um, and these glowing lights overlapped in, in the mid-90s. Uh, the first report of it happened in 96. 
Uh, and a woman said that she saw a ball of light that was just floating over the top of the church itself. And then over time, the, there have been more sightings of, of this glowing ball of light. And then uh, there was another sighting in the early 2000s where there were two girls that were, quote unquote, listening to music in the car <laughs> late at night, um, which to me, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just looking at myself when I was a teenager, but if I was parked somewhere, quote unquote, listening to music, I I was definitely getting, getting stoned. <laughs> um, but they said they were, they were sitting in the parking lot late at night, listening to music. And all of a sudden they saw this globe of light that just started pulsating and hovering over the church. And they, they watched it for a few minutes and then it just disappeared. Do they say what color it was? No, just described as a glowing light. Light, yeah. So to me, that I would guess it's probably just like a you know a typical white light sort of thing. Right. Then the Owl Man sightings came back. Oh shit! Yeah. In in two thousand nine, a twelve year old girl named Jessica Wilkins said that she saw the Owl Man and described it in the same way: pointed ears, glowing eyes, open mouth feathers claws all that wow and she was 12 yep a little young for somebody to like to be have to have studied owl man sightings from the 70s yeah, and 20s you'd have to think so right yeah <laughs> but th- there's a lot of theories on what it could be um some you know obviously there's joe nickel who blames it on barn owls saying that and I love that it's always the goddamn barn owls too. Like it's never, it's never some other owl. It's always a barn owl to him. But he he claims that uh, barn owls do tend to roost in uh, church towers, so it's possible that this thing could have been a barn owl. Others say that it could have been a uh, a great gray owl, which escaped from a zoo. Um, they've they've been known to reach four feet tall standing on the ground and have a wingspan of six feet and they've got big claws. So that, that could be a possibility except for the fact that, um, the great gray owl is not native to this area. And so if one had escaped, it's been sighted since 1926, this, this thing would be dead. So that, that, doesn't necessarily make make any sense right um but some earth or some researchers have put forth um that this church is uh on a ley line which is for people that don't know what ley lines is um it's something that's frequently discussed on on ancient aliens but they're these lines that uh they connect a lot of um, ancient, well, not, not even necessarily ancient, but, uh, they connect a lot of religious sites and temples and things like that, um, throughout history. And, and there's a lot of places where a temple has been destroyed and then a church built in its place. And, but there's these lines that are said to contain earth energy that, that go and these sacred sites are, they utilize the earth energy for whatever, you know, purpose was 
used back in the day and then it's just kind of like something that carries over i like i don't know if you'd call it like uh ancestral memory or or tradition or or what you how you want to refer to it but it's it's really just a theory i don't think there's there's really anything to it other than um maybe coincidence and i i don't know I, I admittedly I have not studied ley lines all that much and most of what I know about them comes from ancient aliens. So uh, <laughs> you know, take 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 my knowledge on, on that with a grain of salt because again, it comes from ancient aliens, which we all know is goddamn ridiculous. But the idea with that is that because it's on this this ley line that maybe the energy from the earth is allowing these being it's either attracting these beings to the area or causing that thinning between realities which allows that stuff to bleed through Mm -hmm. but there's been uh recently there has been a video that came out that purports to have captured the owl man what yeah I so I've I have watched this video and to me it looks like the silhouette of a gravestone with like an angel statue on it. Hmm. Um but he, he is claiming that it is in fact a the Mothman. But it or the so Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, the Owlman, not the <laughs> Mothman. Um this dude is uh his, his name is Mark Davies. And he's like a ghost hunter guy, not not like tight t-shirt hair gel guy, but he's he's a ghost hunter guy. And he was on the ground trying to, uh, I guess, just investigate the area. And as he panned, he caught what he claims to be the uh, the the owl man, but. Mark Davies himself had a bit to say about the area and, and his time here, or the the events that happened there. And uh, so he he goes into the ley line thing, and he says there's ley lines which are under the ground near the church, and they give off paranormal activity. There was a hissing sound in the trees, and you could hear flapping. I heard it go right over my head, and I was shocked. And that's when I saw the figure, and it had horns on its head, and it looked mad. And then he had a, a meter that was reading the electromagnetic energy, and they use that in ghost hunting to, you know, for whatever reason, I guess ghosts do something to the the electromagnetic field allegedly. So, but he brought this with him, and he was getting readings off of that during during this event. So whatever it was was fucking around with the electromagnetic field. Hmm. And so because he's a ghost hunter, rather than think it could be something else, he said because, in his opinion, because his electromagnetic meter was going off, that it was telling him that this thing was demonic and that it wasn't safe. And then uh, allegedly the person that he was with um, who had a camera got attacked by something that he couldn't see and it scratched his arm and broke his camera. And they didn't see anything. He said he just all of a sudden felt this thing attack him, and it scratched him. But he said 
when he felt the initial contact, he didn't even realize he was attacked. He just felt this energy. And then about a half hour after that happened, he started feeling this burning sensation. And when he looked, there were claws. But he took the video and it, to me, it just looks like a silhouette of a statue. But he claims that it was a winged figure with horns, which no one else describes horns, but witnesses do describe having big pointy ears. So potentially, you know, in the dark, big pointy ears could look like horns, maybe. Or horns can look like big pointy ears. These are most of the sightings were from children. So from children, right? Hmm. Where can we see yeah. this video? I want to see this video. Um, I will send you a link to it. Let me find it. One second. While you're looking for that, I wanted to tell you and mention to everybody listening that our buddy on Instagram, Let's Fish, already uh, put a comment under our Rat Dog episode, the weird New York stuff. And he said that. Oh, really? Yeah, he said that was definitely 100% a hairless groundhog. He's come across him before. I kind of thought that too, from just based on that picture. That's what I thought as well. Um, but it, it's weird to me that, that the professor of biology wasn't able to point that out maybe they sucked yeah maybe i guess it doesn't look so much like a uh like a statue more than or more like somebody standing <laughs> and it's their silhouette oh i see <laughs> yeah they look like they got something on their head yeah like to <laughs> on, on the second watch through it to me it looks like uh those uh the the knights who say knee with the the fucking the square helmet and the antlers right it, it looks like somebody's wearing a, a sheet that sort of cuts off at the knees and it's only like a I don't know like a Halloween toga costume maybe yeah or or the knights who say knee maybe that's maybe that's the big thing here that should be the headline ghost hunter encounters the knights who say knee knee yeah I don't he was forced to, to bring them a shrubbery and cut down the mightiest tree in the forest with a herring. Yeah, that video is a little, little questionable. I don't, that, that looks. Yeah. I mean, really, when, when you break it down, pretty much everything about this, this story, except for the original sighting, is questionable. Right. I appreciate the same description from multiple people, though I, I think that, and like you can, up in the 2000s, we're talking about this thing being reported. I don't know. I, again, we've talked about like a, a, it works in some cases, but in a modern world, like you know, a giant monster flying around here is not like the best thing for tourism. Probably, I disagree. I think it's one of the best things for tourism. Like, look at all the places that that boast their own monster. There's always tourists coming for that. Yeah, but when's the last time like that was used heavily? You know, I think in a modern world, people do. No way. There's a there's a Mothman festival every fucking year. You think anyone is going to Point Pleasant if it's not for the Mothman? No. People don't give a fuck about Point Pleasant, but they do because of the Mothman. No offense, Point Pleasant people, but you know, no one would be coming to your city if it wasn't for the Mothman. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I'm very right, Mateo. Let me tell you. Yeah, but I sure love the drawings. There's... There, some of these people who drew them were like weren't shabby at drawing. They're neat looking. Yeah, they're very cool looking, and um, we we should do stickers for our patrons out of 
you know, based on these things. We'll do for sure. Yeah. It's it's a weird story though, but the the other thing that I think is cool about this is is getting back to the the floating light things. There were similar reports of of balls of light with some of the Lake Michigan Mothman sightings. And also, if you remember when we were talking about the Lake Michigan Mothman, the one witness who said that she had been like stalked by the Mothman for decades and said it had different forms. Yeah. One of the forms it had had big pointed ears and claws. Hmm. I don't know, man. I wish we would have gotten some adult witnesses to owl man i know me too and get the drawings because i don't know i it, it seems different but it's so different but so the same yeah it, it's true it's to me it's like uh as similar and different to some bigfoot sightings like you, you've got the bigfoot sightings you've got all the classic hallmarks of it but then you've got like the weird ones where where it looks just a bit different than your typical sightings. Like it has three toes or a hairy face. Because mm-hmm. typically Bigfoot doesn't have a hairy face. So it is kind of just slightly different. I don't know. But w- with the Mothman sightings, it's not typically described as having feathers. Right. And this is all described as being a bird. But if... But I... Weren't the first witnesses to the Mothman, the, the Gravedigger guys, didn't they say it was, they saw a bird? Well, that's what, uh, they didn't, they called it the Birdman. The paper called it the Birdman after, with, from their description. So they, they must have used feathers in their description. And he was, it was gray as well. But I, I, I believe those, those Gravediggers reported their dog being killed like the day after. And it looked like it had been preyed upon. Just like the uh, later in the Mothman sightings, the dude had the uh, German Shepherd that went after it when he caught it in the beam of his flashlight. Right. Mothman's got to eat too, man. <laughs> Little doggy taco. <laughs> yeah, they might have their own Mothman over there. That's very interesting. Yeah, I got some at some point, I I gotta do um, some research on flying humanoids, and because I I think that we're missing out on a lot of things that are that are similar but just called something different, and 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 I think I I would be interested to see if if there's more beings or or sightings of of entities that share similarities to Mothman and the owl man and the black bird of Chernobyl, all that stuff. Yeah. So I guess look future episode. I'll, I'll do some research for that at some point. And, uh, so you can expect that we've also got, we, we, uh, there's a part two for the, the Lake Michigan Mothman on the agenda sometime in the, in the nearish future. Yeah. I definitely want to get back to that. That was fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, the more recent sightings I haven't even touched on yet. And who knows, by the time that comes around, there could be a whole bunch more to get into. It's, it's, I, I, don't, I try not to let, like, the cynicism of the internet get in the way and, you know, kind of realize that that's how, like, information travels nowadays. 
And it's to me, it just blows my mind that there, people are still reporting Mothman sightings. It actually happens. And that's, I know a lot of this stuff, that's just what it amounts to, that th- these are things that people are saying that they saw. But, uh, I mean, if you just, like, even when I, when I was a kid, like, it sticks with me now a little bit, unless these people are foaming at the mouth and talking about, you know, George Foreman flying around on a purple dragon at the same time, to me, it's just amazing that these, these are things that are being reported, like, by, by normal, everyday people. But to me, that's what's cool about it. Just the possibility that these things exist, you consider and think of like, oh, what if monsters do exist? And then you get older and, and read all the shit that we've read and all the books that we've read, and you're like, holy shit, they kind of do. Like, no matter what we think, this person reported this. They they saw it necessary to tell this story, to share this information. We've talked about before, like in the past, in the medieval times, and maybe they did that, uh, I mean, to warn other other parts of the land in the country that this thing is here it's word of mouth is how information got around in that time and i i like that it, these things aren't going anywhere either because because really if you think about it that initial sighting in 26 that at this point that's almost 100 years ago dude that's crazy yeah yeah it is so the i mean this this predates mothman hmm and uh, I, 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 it really makes me wonder if this is just like all one type of thing, and it just like shows up in different areas for whatever reason. Like, not that it's all the same entity, but that it's the same type of entity. There's reports of Mothman being seen, I mean, all over the world before great catastrophes happen. I mean, we're not seeing any warnings or anything like that from Owlman. What do you think about that? I mean, do you think that's like the purpose of of whatever the Mothman is? Like it? I mean, that's what it seemed to do with the Silver Bridge. Nah, because because it show yeah the Silver Bridge, but it just it, I don't think that's necessarily the case. Because look at all the sightings that have happened in uh, in, in the Lake Michigan area. And where's where's the big disaster there? And it's been going on for for years and years now, right? So yeah, I just I didn't put too much into it being a like a a warner of of danger or catastrophe. I, yeah, I think that was something that ended up getting tied to Mothman because of the movie, because of that that scene where where he was talking to the uh, John Keel character. And uh, he was telling him, you know, it's been seen for centuries across all the <laughs> ancient things and death and doom follows it and, uh, you know, that that whole thing. Fucking owl man. Yeah, dude. He He's uh, he's just an owl man. He just owls around. And so if, if there's a rat man, I would like to see <laughs> these two guys fight. Fight to the death. That's what Mike's jobs can be in the future. When the, when every like the veil completely breaks and just everything's like cabin in the woods all over the world. Mike's gonna be like a monster wrangler who makes them battle it out like gladiators. Yeah, I just I just sit on this throne made of cryptid bones, <laughs> and and I just I I make them fight for me. Fight minions, fight! <laughs> and I've got like the, just this long gray beard and fucking crazy Albert Einstein here. Yeah, 
golden rings and stuff. Yeah, but they're not real gold. It's it's made from like fancy cryptid teeth or some shit. <laughs> Polished to a mirror finish. <laughs> and I will lord it over them all. The, every time one dies in the pit, I add it to my presentation. <laughs> so either it's like another another skull on my throne or a piece of jewelry or a fucking helmet or a scepter made out of their thigh bone. Something cool. <laughs> Depends on the cryptid, I suppose. But Owlman, I would I would wear his head as a chest piece. Ooh. So it would be like his chest because his face is on his chest because he's like a fucking, he's a flying blumier. Yeah. No, that's, that's Mothman. Mothman is a flying blumier. Except for when he's in the form of the thing that's not a flying blumier. The drawings of the that they have, even the one the dad did for the kid, you can see that it's there's like one of the kids' drawings. It definitely has its head and its neck, and there's one where like it just doesn't have a neck. But you can kind of tell that's the best the kid was trying to can do with conveying something that he's never seen before. Maybe that's gonna be a hard thing to draw. Like you know, how do you draw something when when its anatomy is so abnormal? Yeah. That's why it's it's almost better that uh, that kids do it because I feel like kids have a better ability to uh, grasp the unfathomable, unfathomable. Right, be a little bit more accepting of it, possibilities. Yeah, yeah. Owl Man. Yeah, that's 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 the Owl Man, basically, man. I I just want him to fight Rat Man now and see who wins. Maybe. Maybe for WrestleMania this year we'll do another <laughs> we'll do another Cryptomania and and <laughs> and commentate the, the cryptid battles. Yeah, that was fun. It's been a while since we've done that. If you guys want us to do cryptid battles, tell us and and we'll do it at some point for something. Maybe maybe over on Casting What's with the Whatcasters, or maybe on Patreon, or maybe here. Who the fuck knows, man? It's a while away, but tell us if you want to hear it and, and we'll maybe do it, probably. Thank you for listening to the Whatcast. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, iTunes, and YouTube. Enjoy the podcast? Get yourself a Whatcast t-shirt or a sticker pack. Who was that dude on that one episode? Try the links in Homie's page. All this and more can be found at www.thewhatcasters.com. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.